Hey, all you hot messes on this week's episode of the Hot Mess Teacher Express, we are talking about all of the ways that we as a society can support teachers right now and specific questions that teachers need to be asked. So please stick around for this episode of the Hot Mess Teacher Express. you hot messes. Welcome back to another episode of the Hot Mess Teacher Express. I am so thankful to be here with you today. The Hot Mess Express teachers are my people, okay? They just get me down in my soul because it's such a beautiful thing to be able to, to just be who you are when you're feeling alone or just a hot mess in a corner, like all by yourself while everyone else is being put together. And it's just nice to have people in your corner, right? And in teaching, it's so important that we go into each other's corners and hype each other up or give hugs or advice or listening ear or dance, laugh, cry, like all of the things, And that's what the Hot Mess Teacher Express is today, okay? So welcome to the Hot Mess Teacher Express Corner. Come on in. The episode today is kind of going to go along the lines of that and how we can support teachers, you, right now. Because what teachers are doing every single day is very stressful, okay? And it's also an overwhelming thing. And... Oftentimes, teachers are asked to fix a whole broken educational system in your government underfunded classrooms and your penny pay. Okay, you're taking the the weight of so much on your shoulders. You're taking the weight of student emotional needs and their mental trauma while also dealing with your own stuff outside of your classroom. Teachers don't get to clock out, and teachers are the literal structure of the educational system, the broken educational system. They're also trying to fix it, and they're trying to do all of these things, and we as a society are failing them. We're failing you. The teacher shortage is living proof of our failure in supporting you, and somehow there's no long game plays here to fix it. I don't understand why no one's thought of this yet. Like, what is school going to look like in 10 years if we don't fix this? If we don't check in with teachers and value their time, respect their expertise, or acknowledge how freaking important they are to a child or teenager's education, what is education going to look like? Teachers are spending so much time with my kids, your kids, everyone's kids. Like, why aren't we addressing this faster? No good ideas? None? I'm going to be really honest with you guys. I don't think I've ever really said this out loud, actually. I am so scared to send my kids into public education. 
I have a two-year-old and a nine-month-old. So I have a few years, but I'm a public educator. My husband is a public educator and I am honest to God, not looking forward to sending my babies into public education. Now, as a public educator and as the partner of a public educator, (laughs) I wish I could tell you that I wasn't. I honestly can't imagine that a system as broken as our public education system that devalues the professionals that are actually teaching and, and interacting and supporting my kids. If we're not doing that, how is that truly valuing our children's education at all? We're saying basically a big middle finger <laughs> to kids all over. When we as a society decide to fight with the teachers about complaining about lack of pay or like you like always complain about lack of respect, like really, this is what you want to pick, <laughs> pick a fight on teachers asking for smaller class sizes or teachers fighting for resources, teachers standing up for our children and their future, wanting to be fairly compensated or even just being shown in ounce of respect by students, parents, administrators, those things, that is where you're going to find the noble fight of righting the world of wrong. I'm sorry, no. And when I'm talking to you, I'm talking to just like society in general. We're looking and fighting for the wrong things. Teachers need to be heard if there is any hope in our education system. And our education system, I think, is just going to end up becoming our children talking to a computer. One way to hear teachers to maybe start solving this problem is to talk to them. Ask them questions. I wanted to share a few of these questions that we can start asking to teachers. If youth can think of any other questions, please share them with me. The first question that I think should be asked to teachers is how's your mental health? Now, this one may seem a little too personal, okay? But I think everyone could use a true and genuine how are you? Like body, mind, and soul, how are you? Most of the time, if someone is genuinely asking that question and I I feel safe enough with them, I am going to tell them how I am honestly. Mental health, thankfully, has become something uh, a majority of people feel comfortable talking about and sharing how they are addressing it in their lives whether it's with support groups or therapy online, in person, sobriety, like whatever it is that like most people are feeling comfortable enough to share that. And I am in therapy right now. It's new. I've never felt like I needed it, but it's here. And it's so helpful and grounding to be able to talk through my issues. Shocker, I have some (laughs) hangups the the lows and the highs of life with someone who is completely impartial and usually has my best interest at heart and mind. Now, <laughs> getting into therapy was just like, that was a whole thing. Thankfully, my husband's school insurance does cover some of it, some of it, <laughs> 
but I did have to go and search a bit to find someone that took our insurance. It took a little homework, but it was important. And I know this is not the case for most teachers in general, which is a crazy thing to me because oftentimes mental health in regards to like insurance agencies is not real health with those insurance packages that teachers are offered through a school district. If I was starting to maybe come up with some solutions to help teachers, I think that would be on the list of top priorities because that needs to change. Educators, teachers, paraprofessionals, support staff, administrators deserve the opportunity to have a therapist or or a mental health worker available to them at no cost. And it should be easy to find them at no cost through the through the school district or through the insurance. And please don't don't go and put that on the guidance counselors play. Oh, we have one right in the building. It's a guidance counselor. Um, no, guidance counselors are drowning in what they're trying to do for students. There is so much going on in classrooms these days between the the trauma of kids, balancing our own work home lives, the stress of the everyday unknown. It's a lot. It's a lot. Can you imagine if teachers were given the option to be able to work through some of those things that honestly are not allowing them to be fully present and emotionally available in their classrooms for our kids? What would the mental health of that whole entire classroom look like if we started prioritizing and and helping teachers with their mental health? Because for me, it's worth the investment for everyone. It's a win-win for everyone in general. The second question that I would ask a teacher that you can ask a teacher to support them or help them feel supported, how is your family? This is a thing that I see a lot in schools, oftentimes life outside of the classroom or the school or that building or that town. Life doesn't exist. Whether that's some teachers that are pretending that that stuff doesn't exist, so they're not a burden on anyone else, or it's not talked about. So many educators are struggling with family or friends passing away, losing a pet, dealing with sick children, struggling with childcare suffering through infertility or going through IVF or relationships being strained or broken. These things that teachers are going through are so real and it has nothing to do with school, but there is some value in recognizing the things that are happening outside of a school. We can't fix everything for a teacher that, that is struggling personally with family or friends stuff, but we can listen and, and see that teacher as a whole human being. A lot of times we're asking teachers to see the student as a whole person. Sometimes completely changes our outlook or perspective sometimes on students when we shift to the whole picture. When we see the student as a whole picture, it completely changes them in our brain. Why aren't we doing that with teachers and educators? 
recognizing and valuing their life outside of a school is so important. When I was in my last school, I had a principal who saw me as a whole person. I was pregnant with my with my first baby and I had unfortunately a lot of health issues when I was pregnant with my son. I really struggled emotionally and physically while being pregnant to the point where I could not be there for my students. And it was so hard for me to come to that point, but like I I was a broken pregnant individual <laughs> and she understood. She listened. She checked in on me. She supported me and took things off my plate and told me not to worry or told me to stay home when I was being stubborn about it. And I couldn't make that choice, so she made it for me. I will never forget that because you know how valued that made me feel, that she heard saw and 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 did what she could to support me as a human, right? And this was in 2021. Like this was that hybrid year. Oh no, like there was no subs. Like it was hard to support teachers and she did. So let's start recognizing teachers like the full human beings they are with the lives and the struggles and the heartbreaks and the interests. They aren't robots. Teachers aren't robots. And sometimes validation, respect, just looks like an acknowledgement of the fact that, oh, you have a life outside of teaching. You have relationships. You have things going on in your life. How are those things? The next question that we can ask teachers is, who checks on you? Now, a lot of times if you ask that question, you feel the burden of like, oh my gosh, this person is going to ask me to be their person to support them. And that, and asking someone that question does not mean that you are that person that now checks in on that person constantly. Don't worry. Now, I am, or now was these days, um, an avid Grey's Anatomy watcher. I was obsessed. I I love Grey's Anatomy, okay? I binged them. Judge me. It's okay. But Meredith Grey, who is the complex, moody heroine of the show, and she's going through this resident hospital experience with Christina Yang, who is like this no-soul, cold, hilarious character. And she's one of the best characters in television, okay? She is one of the best characters in television. You can find me on that. Anyway, these total opposites are best friends in the show. And in one episode, Meredith Grey says to Christina, you are my person. They're each other's people. No matter what crazy drama or trauma or plane crash or car crash or whatever happened on the show, they have each other there to laugh, cry, scream, fight, support be angry at, be happy with, and dance. It's such a beautiful thing because it is such an important part of the human experience to experience this existence with another person. And making sure that teachers have this support, whether it's a partner or another teacher in the building, a friend, that support for them is vital to their survival in the classroom, their survival as a teacher in, a, in your school. 
if you are an administrator or if you are part of a school in an administrative way, if your teachers are isolating themselves or if you hear teachers say that they don't have any other friends or people that they can turn to in the building, that's that's a culture problem. So that needs to be taken care of because in my opinion, there should be no reason for a teacher to feel unsafe or uncomfortable with sharing their realities or their experiences or or looking for support with another person in the building. That is a culture problem. Fix the cultures of school so that your teachers can feel supported by, by you and the staff in the building. Toxic schools start at the top. This is not like, oh, like we have such a toxic school because of the students. No. Making sure that teachers are separating their work life from home life and supporting their boundaries or or supporting them in setting some are very important things to do. I'm not going to sit here and be like, make sure that the teacher has boundaries. Make sure that, you know, they have a routine, blah, blah, blah. But if you are the partner of a teacher, please do. Do not be frustrated with the lack of boundaries that they may have. Maybe work together to support them um, to, to make some boundaries and also maintain them. And also, again, I'm not going to sit here and make a point about like, make sure that teachers are getting sleep. Like, duh, sleep is very important. Okay. And sleep is very important for teachers whose brains never shut off. Okay, that's another boundary and a routine that may need to be supported if you are in a teacher's life. But this last question is the most important one of all. This next question is so important and it's, how can I support you? How can I support you? Do you know how freeing hearing that question (laughs) makes me feel sometimes? Because the person who is asking it is recognizing my silent struggle. And and I say silent struggle because I never wanted to be a burden on anyone. And for someone to see that and want to help me, ugh, that was just the best feeling. If you're asking that, be prepared for an honest answer or be prepared to push for an honest answer because most teachers don't want to be a burden to anyone because we're the ones that are supposed to be helping and supporting all the time for everyone. But that is just not sustainable. Teachers, that is not sustainable for you. And and the teacher shortage is, again, living proof that it's not sustainable. Educators, are some of the hardest working individuals because they are putting their whole lives into doing what's best for the students in their classroom. Mind, body, soul, they are putting everything that they have into making sure that their students are successful. And yes, there are there are bad ones, okay? There are bad educators out there, but the majority are putting it all out there for their kids. They are not only taking on students' mental health, and, and sometimes trauma, but they're taking on the home environment and, and the school environment and the student's safety, all while trying to teach them how to divide or organize their thoughts into an essay. And then when you multiply that feeling for one student, 
by 20 or 100, teachers are doing so much to support them. Administrators, parents, and communities need to do the same exact thing for teachers. Let's imagine (laughs) what education would look like in 10 years if teachers felt empowered and supported. If teachers had confidence that that those groups, the administrators, the, the schools, and the communities, they have their back, even when it's tough. Imagine what education could look like for just like that simple thing. Teachers, I want to encourage you that if someone asks you this question, how can I support you? Give an answer. Don't be like, oh, no, it's fine. I'm fine. No, give an answer, an honest, realistic answer. And sometimes those things that that you need can't be supported right now. If someone sweeps those needs or your answer under the rug without validating your need for support, then let me tell you what, they are not worth your time anymore. Nope. Bye, boo. Ain't no way. Find your person. Find the person that will validate your feelings and give you support. These are some of the ways that we can, as communities, as as individuals, as people, as, as a society, help teachers feel some sort of support or some sort of validation or respect something. I think if we just start talking to teachers and listening, that education could Maybe, dare I say it, take a turn for the better over the next 10 years. Hopefully, we can we can start doing that. Teachers, if you are in the thick of it right now, I want to hopefully share something encouraging for you. As I, as I stated earlier in the episode, I started going to therapy and I never thought I would be a, a therapy person. Um, I've never gone through any emotional, physical mental trauma in my life that I felt like I had, like, I felt like that was what therapy was there for was, were those things that I've never gone through anything like that. But going through postpartum, I realized that I did have a lot to work through. Um, It might not be huge traumas, but I did have a lot to work through because my holdups were, was hurting my relationships. So I started therapy and I was really, really struggling with with something. I was like crying. I was so overwhelmed. I was crying with my therapist and I was like in a really emotional bad spot. And my therapist asked me, what are your options to to get out of this situation? And because I didn't want to hurt anyone or make a decision that, you know, would make people disappointed in me, I said, well, I should do this. And she said, "Mm -mm mm-mm-mm. I do not want you to say the word should. And I was like, girl, what? She said, I don't want you to say should anymore. I want you to replace it with could. What could you do? And that simple phrase, that simple change of words opened up a world of possibilities for me in the sense of I had the options I think a lot of times as teachers, when we when we feel the mental load, when we feel like we 
should go to school, even though we're not mentally in a great place, or we should join this committee, even though we don't have any more time for it. What could you do? If we start asking what could you do rather than what should you do, I feel like that just opens up the possibility for you to start taking care of you a little bit more. And that was what that change of a word did for me. It made me think, what was the best option for me in the sense of taking care of me? It opened up that option where should didn't let me open up that option. So if you are struggling with that should versus could, I would encourage you to start switching out those two words. Don't say should anymore. I want you to say could and start taking care of yourself. And Also something that I was thinking about with that in the classroom too. I remember how many times I said to kids, like if they were off task, what should you be doing right now? (laughs) That's like the way to, to, you know, redirect their behavior. And if we started asking, what could you do instead? I think that might be a positive change in classroom. That was just a little classroom behavioral tip for you at the, end of, at the end of this episode. So glad that you stuck around for it because that's a treasure. That's a treasure. Thank you guys so much for um, being here with me today on the Hummus Teacher Express. Um, please share this episode with with someone. If you need support, maybe just send them this episode. Um, and you can follow us on all the social media channels, Hot Mess Teacher Express. Um, if you are looking for your people, that is absolutely where you are going to find them on all platforms of social media. Okay. We're, we're there. We're here for you. And uh, that's all I have for you this week, but I will see you next week on the Hot Mess Teacher Express. Bye. Bye.